and welcome to another episode of Cavell Cloud Conversations with me, Finbar Begley, and my colleague, Patrick Watson. Hello, Patrick. How are you doing? I am. Well, I was about to say I'm very well, but that's a lie. I, yeah. you know, I've got the classic, we're entering winter in the UK, and I've succumbed <laughs> to minor cold, which for me means complete debilitation in terms of my, my brain function. So no, I generally I'm, I'm fine. Slightly, yeah. slightly ill, but you know, nothing, nothing serious. I'll probably make it. Yeah, the gravelly, crackly voice filter is on for everyone in the office and on the podcast at the moment. So if you're wondering, hey, these guys don't sound like they normally do, it's because we're all sick. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. like, what do you do? You go to a conference, you get jet lag, you get sick. The temperature yeah. goes from 22 degrees to 8 degrees in two days, which is insane. Yeah. And your body's just like, what, what have you done? What? You know, nah, anyway. Um, we are here, though, to talk about, related to that jet lag, obviously we both went to America recently, uh, to the exciting city of New York, um, where it rained permanently while we were there, like drizzle, non-stop, until the day we were leaving, right? Until the day we were leaving, when we had to go to a financial summit and then get to our plane, then it was really sunny. So yeah. not the best impression of New York, but we were at a conference, uh, two conferences. In fact, how did they go? Were they exciting? What did you think about them? Yes. So, uh, we, we were there, uh, primarily for Cavell summit in North America, which is formerly the, the Cloudcom summit. So we, we run that event. Uh, twice annually, once uh, in Europe, uh, in, in London usually, and then in the US. Last year it was in Chicago. This year it was in lovely, as you said, drizzly New York. And it, it, it was, um, if I say so myself, I, I think it was, a, it was a really interesting event. We got really good attendance from the markets leading communications brands from a vendor perspective across Microsoft and mm. Ring Central, also telcos, AT&T, Verizon, large service providers as well. Um, so I, I think in terms of both uh, attendance, uh, in terms of thought leadership in the space from an industry perspective, uh, it was uh, it was a really interesting event. It made it made me think a lot about uh, the research that Cavell produce and, and also the the content and the direction that we produce. So invaluable, I would say, um, in terms of in terms of content and and direction. Yeah, so I think that was the that was our main event so that ran for a whole day. Uh, then we went out for a big dinner in kind of a fancy. Um, in the lobby of Grand Central Station in New in New York, which was our partner event run by the CCA, who organised the dinner and a financial summit in the Yale Club, um, both were quite nice, I would say. Though obviously our own event was fantastic, so we have to sort of promote that. Uh, but it was interesting to do the two events together. I know we're probably co-hosting them together again next year, which means people can come to both the CCA event and our event on one trip to one location. And I think that works very well for everyone. Um, so I guess the main thing is to think about what was talked about at the event. I mean, I know for a fact I led a panel on the future of customer experience that I thought was very interesting. Um, there was lots of talk about shortages of contact center workers in America um, with someone, 
you know, on the panel suggesting that two thirds of companies who need con sorry, that companies who need contact centre workers have about two thirds of the staff they need on average. Um, now that might be a statistic. He was working for an automation company, but we won't hold it against him. Um, but it was put out there by more than just one panelist that actually there is a shortage of people who want to work in contact centers at the moment, uh, leading to a massive shortfall in customer agents. And that of course leads to a big increase in wait times, unresolved issues, customer satisfaction scores dropping and all these other things. So I guess based on that, the direction that was predicted for customer experience was towards more automation um, just to help fill that gap in the short term and then in the long term just to make sure that simple queries were all dealt with by automation. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I know you spent a lot of time looking into the future of the contact center. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually, um, in terms of what you're saying about sort of agent shortages. Will those issues be resolved in the long run by, IV, you know, intelligent virtual agents, potentially? Um, I, I think it's that is a really interesting space. And a lot of the discussions we have at the moment are in terms of how the customer the realm of customer experience so if you consider the wider sort of customer experience ecosystem outside of just contact centers so all of those point solutions cross workforce optimization and analytics and data visualization and uh data intelligence all of those different areas it's an incredibly large ecosystem that emerging technologies are really providing some assistance there and the reason for that and, and and one that i've thought about for a while is because the problems within the realms of customer experience are quite complicated therefore emerging technologies potentially present new solutions to these complex problems that we haven't had previously with existing technology and i think that's why you see the adoption of emerging technology so much in customer experience that it potentially resolves some of these more complex issues that, that we haven't been able to previously so it's, it's a really interesting space and in terms of i know you you're doing work at the moment and and the wider research team at cavell are doing work at the moment looking at artificial intelligence from a practical standpoint what are organizations across unified communications and also contact center doing from a practical tangible perspective rather than just marketing talk what are they doing in terms of their solutions and i think that's a, a really interesting area in terms of consolidating that information so we can actually accurately you know relay to the market what um, these particular areas are that these emerging technologies can be used in yeah, and I think, I mean, the initial take on that research is that a lot of companies in our space are using it for conversational AI and using it for chatbots and intelligent voice an analysis and those kind of things to basically create an alternative to actually having to employ customer agents for simple cases, you know, and making it so that if I have a very easy to solve problem, I don't need to go to an agent, verify myself, talk to someone complicated, you know, process, I can just speak to a bot talk to someone who's going to fix this problem and of course the other thing that's emerging from that research is that a lot of data analysis is going on um, often specific use cases where it, it may not sound like a lot if you think about it in the abstract someone says hey this person is say someone like a nurse is one of the examples is spending 35 minutes uh, you know per time this task occurs doing uh transfer of patient information right and it's like yep. okay I can 
get that down by using software that analyzes the forms that are being sent in get it down to five minutes ten minutes you know the an analysis actually does all of the collecting of the data and the person who's doing it just reviews it approves it makes sure that it's all correct right now as again saving 20 minutes of someone's day not a huge deal you're talking about a large american medicine company that employs 3,000 nurses in home care situations where patients are being transferred from nursing homes to hospitals to other hospitals you know multiple instances the more this technology comes into play the less patient information is at risk the less it's misplaced you know the more it's transferred quickly and there are times and situations where a quick transference can lead to saving someone's life or, or those kind of things so you know beyond the dramatic healthcare example we're seeing a lot of instances where you know we can't use this broad term ai is coming in to solve any problem we're talking about specific applications of data analysis you know very specific tasks and programs where these solutions are being trained to solve niche cases that then kind of like take care of big large i would say um challenges for specific individuals yeah, that, that again, I think is one of the, when we were conducting the research for our uh, uh, customer experience market evolution report, which is available at the moment, shameless plug, one of the things that was most interesting talking to the vendors about was this debate about what the art of the possible is with these emerging technologies. So generally the vendors, both from a UC side and a contact center side, probably understand what is possible in terms of the use of emerging technologies within their platforms. What do end businesses, organizations on the front line, do they understand that art of the possible? And the example you've just, you know, given there from a, from a high level is a sort of efficiency saving how many organizations actually realize the potential for these emerging technologies to do do they understand the art of the possible in terms of what they can do and what they could could do in their business um to improve efficiency or or productivity or whatever that might be i think that's a that's a real challenge for the industry and and ourselves as um, researchers as an analysts and consultants to get across in terms of helping the wider business world understand what the potential for these solutions are and rather than getting overwhelmed with do i apply this in every area as you said maybe initially looking at niche practical examples and then uh working from there in terms of uh, using these emerging technologies to help so i think that that whole debate about the art of the possible uh, and understanding where these these technologies can be most useful now and then in the future is a is, is a really interesting discussion point and i think it, it kind of ties back into this idea of where does the expertise lie i mean it is not necessarily apparent that every service provider is going to be able to develop not just the expertise to say deploy some sort of smart communications platform or ai enabled communications platform but also then to have the business process understanding the vertical understanding to take this platform and see where it could be applied for business outcomes and like that's kind of like a strategy consultant you know ai expert role which isn't yeah. necessarily what traditionally a lot of the expertise is and that kind of segues us quite nicely into because not just to talk about my panel but the broader topic of the day that was discussed and 
our lovely director Matt Townend got this through with a very interesting analogy involving taxis. Um, yeah. You know whether companies and specifically people in and providers in the communication space should should stay in their lane when they're moving through this kind of traffic, or whether they should change lanes or. Uh, change streets you know move from new york to london i think was the example given um or change the type of customers they're going after you know stop hanging outside the airport and start hanging out outside the the posh clubs you know um it, it did actually work quite well as an analogy i'm probably butchering it but i think it came down to this question which i think the industry has had for quite a while and it is kind of exemplified by the challenge with ai expertise being hard to develop and deploy which is you know the bigger question of should service providers be staying in a lane or should they be moving into new verticals new customers new technologies yeah the the, the analogy of the the new york taxi did 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 work very well across uh, a, a number of different potential applications and i think the the point being if you consider the uh, traditional communication service provider that their lane was voice and telephony services it was should you look into as as you said other lanes across what you might consider product and i think if I, if i if i look at it from that perspective obviously the the customer experience contact center realm which has always been a supplementary complementary area within communications on the sort of periphery, I think is becoming more and more important. And you've seen more and more providers look to either acquire or develop uh, customer experience, contact center platforms or capabilities, but also wider than that in, in other areas. So whether it's moving into IT, into Microsoft space across Microsoft expertise, is it moving into data management across CDP platforms or, or CRM platforms? Or is it moving into productivity applications? And just on that note, following our event, uh, Zoomtopia took place uh, and Zoom announced not only further expansion of its contact center capabilities, but also some expansions in terms of uh, document resources across word processing and widening its portfolio in terms of what you would consider traditional productivity applications. So I think I think it's 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 a key decision for any provider to to, to look at in terms of what are our key strength areas now? How do we see those progressing in the future? Are they are they going to get stronger? Are they gradually going to diminish? And then what are the key areas that we consider as potential expansion points? So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I think that it continues that general theme which I've droned on about and everyone has droned on about for years in terms of the convergence of, and blurring of the lines of what you would have considered traditionally communications technologies and data processing, IT technologies contact center it's all converging into into one uh key one sort of homogenous technology area and what as a service provider or a telco or a vendor what are those the next steps in terms of areas to look at it's a it's a it's a bit of a conundrum potentially yeah i think one answer that came out of the show that did appeal to me is that again we talk about technology homogenization you know I don't think it's unfair to say I think a lot of providers will acknowledge that a lot of them are starting to look very similar, you know, in yeah. terms of the platforms they're offering are losing their differentiation in some ways. Yeah. Um, you know, Teams is obviously bringing everyone closer together and it, even in the contact center, there's a lot of 
omnichannel. There's a lot of cross-platform offerings. There's a lot of homogenization in the technology. Um, and yeah. I think one of the answers that really appealed to me coming out of this conference was that although everyone might be offering similar technologies, not everyone understands how to apply it the same way to specific yeah. niches and specific verticals. So I think when I think about what answer appeals to me, it's, it's the idea that you know, you might have two providers that on paper have identical solutions. They both offer teams, they both offer enablement, they have a UC platform, they have a CCAS platform. But one is really, really good at working with insurance companies and one is really, really good with working it with healthcare companies. And both of those are, you know, huge ecosystems if you're in multiple markets, you know, if you're in the UK and the US and France, for example, that you can have your slice of the cake and be eating very well and so could another company that specializes in a different sector and i think that to me like just appeals as i guess an easy answer but also like a very practical answer to a lot of these companies who are kind of wondering about their strategy um of course if you want to know what vertical works best for you and what markets work best for you that's the sort of thing that our consulting team would be able to help out look at um you know i can't just turn around and tell everyone oh healthcare is the best industry for telco providers or uc providers to be into because it's not that straightforward right um you know we have found that when we've deep dived into different types of service provider with you know helping the consulting team on projects that um different providers look very very different and we recommend sort of different industries for them to go to both existing on their current strength but also like the market and what suits for them so i think that's a very interesting thing to look at yeah, I, I think I think it's not just as well. It's not just sort of our anecdotal opinion on that. There is there is absolutely data to back it up. So we did our service provider surveys. That's a, we did surveys and interviews with more than 100 service providers in the first half of this year uh, and asked them what their key strategic initiatives were. And more than half of the service providers and telcos that we spoke to said that their sort of number one strategic initiative was to address a new vertical market. So I think the point that you made there in terms of it's, it's very difficult to differentiate uh, on a sort of general platform sense. However, you can differentiate with specific vertical market expertise and specific vertical solutions and products that are designed for particular segments of the market. Um, that's key. And I think service providers and telcos globally are recognizing that with more than half of them citing that as a key strategic initiative for the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, and of course, like tying into that, the other way that lots of people have said they're going to differentiate is through customer service, quality yeah. of customer experience, and also just like how clear and, and transparent their product portfolio is, which brings us nicely to our upcoming event, um, which is, of course, Cavell Enable, uh, because one of the key factors for enablement is making the customer experience um and the end users experience using these platforms to make calls and phone calls and all these things easier do you want to talk a bit about enable because i know it's only a month away or so yeah. now yeah absolutely so uh we started cavell enable last year specifically focused on around the telephony enablement market within collaboration platforms and initially uh microsoft teams obviously you have uh the tele the marketplace within teams of operator connect which in theory 
from uh, a, uh, from a user and admin perspective from within the Teams application without having to leave it. You can go through the Teams admin center and you can deploy telephony services, which isn't available as standard uh, within Teams to your users. Uh, now, these marketplaces, uh, also Zoom, uh, also has this capability as well for you to go through uh, from the Zoom admin perspective and choose a, a certified operator, WebEx as well. So then uh, also have that through uh, uh, Cloud Connect. So the, the market's arguably three leading collaboration applications and platforms have uh, this capability to enable uh, telephony services from within the application. And that's the whole premise behind Cavell Enable. We want to, from the perspective of communication service providers, explore this market. What's the opportunity? What's the potential size of it? And one of the key questions is how do you differentiate within these marketplaces? If it is effectively a library within an application and you're picking from logos, how do you differentiate? And I think we'll be hearing from market leading experts, from providers that are already doing it. And, and many of those providers do it across all three of the different collaboration platforms across WebEx, across Zoom and across Microsoft. So uh, we'll hear from them. You'll also hear from the, the platform provider themselves, uh, Microsoft, Zoom, uh, about what their direction for the platforms and how they want to work with the communications industry uh, to enable uh, the, to enable <laughs> and just to just for clarification so that event it is in london it's it on in, it's in, it's in november what's the exact dates that people should be looking at in london it's on the 28th of november uh, it's a central london location so very easy in terms of access um, and we have we, we have a really good venue um, uh, for that. And as I said, we've we've lined up a really good uh, selection of uh, industry experts in terms of speakers and and the platform providers themselves. So if if, if you're a communication service provider out there looking at these telephony enablement markets or considering it or even you're already part of it and it's maybe it's not progressing how you might have expected. This is the, the event that we've we've designed for you. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, for those audio only listeners who are wondering if Patrick has started a lawnmower or something like that, um, I will say that his cat has snuck onto the call just a little bit. Uh, so yeah. if you heard that that low rumbling um, and you're wondering, you know, what what is that? Well, I can tell you that if you're watching this on YouTube, you would have you would have seen the presence of a, a feline friend. Um, and it is a very cute one. So that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, one of the perks of working from home is the presence and proximity of your animals, uh, a direct cause of stress relief, I would say, for many a worker. Um, <laughs> but I thought I should explain that just in case someone's being like, is there a car coming up behind me? Um, yeah. <laughs> just just thought Patrick was purring constantly at the thought of enable. I mean, I am I am very pleased with how the event's gone, but I wasn't purring constantly. That was that was a cat intruder. <laughs> but that is perfectly fine. Um, I think that's probably it for us. I mean, it's hard to summarize everything that was said at an event like CloudCom's North America. So, right, we talked about my panel that I did on customer experience, and we talked about Matt's keynote. But those are already like two out of I think ten talks that happened on yeah. that day, and each of them had leading speakers, CEOs, like some of the top quality individuals. And we'd have to bring on 
each of those panelists to give you a proper understanding of how in-depth and interesting each of the panels were. Now, that might be a roadmap for the podcast, but, you know, it's just important to put in context that we can give you a snapshot of our events and the sort of really interesting discussions that happen at them. But the only way that you really get into the deep dive of the quality of the content that we provide is by coming to one of those events. And I'm not saying that just as a marketing thing, but, I'm, you know, there's no way we're turning six hours of in-depth discussion into a 20-minute podcast even if the same topics you know we do discuss them some other times yeah the, the only other thing i would say on that as well is just to plug our new uh cavell members portal oh yes um, yes and um, for any for anyone who's interested if you go to the cavell website which is uh cavellgroup.com uh, and uh, have a look in the Knowledge Centre. You have the option of joining the Cavell Members Portal. It's completely free of charge. And on there, we upload uh, a, a plethora of write-ups from the event. I was just looking through the write-ups in, in preparation for this call. So if anyone's interested in a particular panel, there'll be a write-up of that on there, as well as all of our other research notes from, from the event, from the other events we attend and any interesting uh, news that we, we choose to analyse from the industry. So that that is available there as a free of charge resource for any listeners. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, it's our place to share our I won't say behind the scenes because they are public, but just our thoughts on events we go to in a more sort of analytical word sort of base format. And you'll hear from people who can't make it on the podcast all the time as well, and the other analysts on our team about other events they've been to. Like I know there's a note up there or there will be a note soon on Zootopia. So, if, you know, it's just a great source yeah, of information. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, next, uh, and in the upcoming to Arby at uh, Cisco WebEx One, uh, which I'm really looking forward to, and there'll be a, a write-up of all the key news and some analysis for, from that as well. Yeah, so just a really great source of information, especially if you can't make it to all these events, because we can, and it's part of the whole analyst business. Um, all right, well, that's it from us. As always, thank you for our listeners, and of course, thank you to the listeners that we met at our recent event. Uh, we can't give a big enough shout-out to people who have actually, you know, you know, if someone tags you on a podcast on LinkedIn and says, hey, these guys are great, or if someone comes up to you at an event and says, hey, I really like your podcast, I mean, that is both positive affirmation and useful material for internal discussions about how well the podcast is going. So, you know, yeah. if you've liked this podcast and you want us to keep doing it, uh, we are quite committed, uh, but it is a good idea, obviously, to remind everyone else that it is worth myself and patrick taking uh, an hour out of our day to uh record a podcast so if you're liking it please make that known to us um that is really good and obviously one of the reasons we do this is for viewer engagement so let us know if it's something you're enjoying and we will make sure to keep doing it for you all yes thank you indeed listeners like subscribe review thank you yeah exactly well you have to say it because people don't do it um Anyway, right. Thank you, everyone. As always, I've been Fubal Begley, Senior Research Analyst at Cavell, and our Head of Research, Patrick. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Speak to you all soon. Bye. Bye.